AA Beyond Belief is a podcast by, for, and about people who have found a secular path to sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. This episode is a recording from a talk given by Carmen X in Kansas City, Missouri back in February of 2019. Carmen begins by noting that she believes she was born with two genetic variations, one that made her a trans woman and the other that made her an alcoholic. She briefly shares her story of recovery and then the microphone is passed around the room for comments from others who attended the meeting. The KC Secular AA Speaker Meeting no longer meets, but we have over 20 recordings of those wonderful talks from that period of time, and we've been posting them here at AA Beyond Belief. This is the eighth one of those talks. Our speaker tonight is Carmen, and after she uh, enlightens us, we'll pass around the mic and do our thing. So whenever you're ready, Carmen. Thanks, Simon. I'm Carmen, and I am an alcoholic. Good evening to everyone. Um, I think you used the word drill. I think the usual presentation in in the speaker meetings is experience, strength, and hope. And um, I I just want to um, give you the cliff notes of experience because I, whatever I did or whatever I, I uh, kind of trouble that I got into, uh, someone, everyone probably in this room could relate in one way or the other. So my experience is common. Uh, my strength um, is unique to my own program. Um, and my hope is eternal. And uh, so there I will start in the very beginning. Um, Carmen starts in gestation. Uh and I rely on science uh, a tremendous amount in order to establish this phase of my sobriety. Um, what I believe is that I was born with a couple of genetic variations. Um, one was the first trimester in my mother's womb where all of the cells in the embryo were getting together to decide my sex. And then the second trimester, there was uh, a disconnect between that event and the complement or working together with uh, the neurological and brain function with what I have. So hence, I am a trans woman. And so that's a genetic variation. And notice that I did not use the word defect. It's variation. The second variation that I have or had in utero, and the reason that I'm here this evening, is that I believe in the formation of my my organ or one cell to many cells dividing into different organ systems in the very depths of my brain there was a variation into which i with the help of hypothalamus in the brain i have a propensity uh, more than others to be addicted to dopamine plain and simple i think john the other night described his addiction in much the same way and i subscribe to the same idea uh, while normal people can uh, get along with the normal levels of dopamine, um, I seem to be unable uh, mentally and physically um, to be that way. So there you have, Carmen, a couple of genetic variations 
Um, again, my my being common to everyone in this room, the description is I, I drank at a young age, and then I drank a lot, and then I drank too much, and then I drank because I needed to live. Um, and that's what brought me in, because I did, in fact, want to live. Uh, I had wonderful parents. Uh, I'm my mother's only child. I was brought up Catholic, and we'll explain why that is very important in terms of my motivation to secular AA. Um, I, I was born in the uh, so-called barrio here in Kansas City, Missouri, on the west side of town. Um, and then uh, military service and different random occurrences of good fortune, um, education, marriage, children, career, political service, and then finally retirement. And I'm 70 years of age, and I am in my fifth year of retirement. So the story is from the beginning and to now, what happened in between all of that? At first glance, uh, everything that I've, I've just given you, the bullets of my life, uh, one would say, my gosh, what a model of success. Uh, I attained the American dream uh, with the house and the two children. Uh, there was a time where I had five cars in our parking, in our driveway. I was in political office, was held in high esteem in the community. But what was happening at the very same time was I was beginning to develop into a narcissist. I became dishonest. Um, I became an infidel. I became sexually loose and provocative. And because of my religious upbringing, my motivation for living was based on guilt. That was my primary motivation. That coupled with self-centeredness and narcissism led to a lot of discomfort in my life. And lo and behold, enter stage left, dopamine or alcohol. And it made me feel better. It relieved that angst, that constant, constant angst. Some people describe it as a hole in their soul. Um, but I was always in a condition of fear, uh, terror at times, and yet I needed my dopamine. Um, I woke up with all of this at my disposal, all of the good things that had occurred to me or that had happened to me in my life, and I would wake up in urine, and sometimes not my own. Um, I came to uh, naked, running in a park, wondering where am I and why am I in this condition? Um, for 40 plus years, my drinking career, my mornings were nightmarish. My days were physically and mentally revolting. And my nights were in a purple haze to uh, borrow um, a piece of music that I still like <laughs> today. But enough of enough of all of that. We all can, in our own way, in our own events, it didn't have to be running naked through a park for maybe many of us. Maybe it was just a slight occurrence, something a little bit more benign or something even more horrific that some of us wake up in jail having killed someone and not remembering it. It could be from the sublime to the horrific, but something clicks that makes us raise our hand and say, I need help. I don't want to die this way. Why that happens, I continue to search for the reason. 
Um, and I and I and I search for that uh, because I, I see uh, the struggles uh, within myself and within others. Um, so let's p- spend some time talking about the now, which is probably the most important element that I bring to everyone this morning or this evening. Um, there is a word that we come across both in traditional and secular AA, and quite frankly in several pieces of our life, and the word is responsibility. The the 12 steps in traditional AA, I have a lot of respect for because, quite frankly, they make a whole lot of sense, and they give utility, and they work um, for me. And um, I did raise my hand, I need help. And then um, I was told that I would be restored to sanity. And within that that statement implies that I would be given responsibility or the ability to respond. And that is the grand gift for me on a daily basis. I have the ability to respond, so therefore I am responsible. My higher power, which I rely on, is my higher self. And I rely on that spirit or higher being within me to take over my psychic and my way of thinking on a daily basis. And so with this responsibility, responsibility, I still continue to adhere to the idea, um, a brilliant idea, actually, of asking for help, uh, looking for something larger than yourself, um, cleaning house. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's good business, uh, how on earth am I expected to change unless I know what my inventory is and what I what I have available within me to work with in order to gain additional inventory? Um, and then recognizing my humanity, which is uh, described in uh, five, six, um, seven, where I I have shortcomings as as a human being, so therefore. I have the responsibility of recognizing my own humanity. And what what better thing to do but go around to those that you have harmed and say, I'm sorry for what I did to you. And the apology is empty without a change of behavior. So therein lies the additional part of those two steps, eight and nine. And um, But then the idea of not only apologizing, not only changing my behavior to prove my sincerity to both them and myself, but uh, along the way with my humanity, uh, there's a saying that no matter what a good person you may be, you are evil in someone else's life. And that keeps me humble, and that makes me aware that along the way, no matter how good I think I'm doing or how, what a good person I think I am, I may hurt someone intentionally or uh, without malice, not even knowing that I did. So therefore, I have given myself the responsibility to apologize as I continue to live my human defective life. Um, The freedom, what does that mean that I've been granted without drink? Oh, yeah, I've, uh, we can all talk about how either good or bad it is to wake up And uh, remember what you did the day before. And by God, occasionally, in spite of my age, I occasionally remember 
what I did the the last Wednesday or a week or two ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. But <clears throat> um, it's cheaper. You're not drinking or using, spending money. Um, uh, you don't have the whiskey dings on your car. Uh, you're not waking up in strange places with strange people and things. And um, so these are all the platitudes that we give in terms of the benefits of sobriety. However, for me, the freedom lies on a daily basis in my morning decision to call upon my higher self and make a decision one more time. I'm going to try because I love dopamine and I, 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 I can't go there anymore. I don't want to go there anymore. Um, so the freedom, the, the, the addiction for me, uh, the big book describes it as uh, a gift of neutrality. Uh, yes, it, alcohol and all of its packaging and beautiful colors, colored bottles and what have you, I am neutral. Uh, in fact, come Christmas season, I, I sometimes wander up and down the halls of the liquor aisle just uh, being amazed at the engineering and the color and the art, artistry of, of, of those bottles. But uh, more importantly, I have made room for my addiction. Um, in my mind, um, I know that it's there. And I believe that, that is described as uh, we will not regret the past. I'm not saying I have fallen in love with, in love with my addiction, but I certainly am no longer uh, afraid of it, overcome by it, controlled by it. Um, but Carmen is an addict. Um, just like a diabetic uh, who is unable to utilize the insulin molecule, um, I am unable to utilize properly the dopamine molecule back to science. Another benefit for myself, particularly in secular AA, is I described uh, some of the things that I turned into during my drinking days as sexually loose and pr provocative. Um, during those days, I had no idea what love for another human being was, save my daughters. Um, it was manipulation. It was a matter of um, conquer, conquering someone. Um, there's nothing wrong with the bliss of sexuality. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is this gives me an opportunity as I continue loving myself and learning what that means that I become lovable. So therefore, I have an opportunity to reach out to all of those around me and allow the concept of love or friendship or acquaintance um, to blossom the way it's supposed to be with humanity. In my drunkenness, however, I was not lovable at all. I, I came to that realization when one day it was so simple. I sat down and I said, would I date myself? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. No chance. Um, but um, so, again, um, there, there is sexuality for pleasure, and I salute that. It is fun, but what I'm trying to convey to you is another gift that I've been given is an awareness of my sexuality and all of its beautiful forms and variances throughout humanity, and that means gender and orientation. With that um, also brings another choice and responsibility that I have. I need to choose 
to be lovable. I need to choose to be a part of instead of uh, away from. Um, I choose to be a part of instead of being forced into assimilation. What do I mean by that? Having been raised, born and raised in a barrio with a, with a unique culture with its own language and that kind of thing, um, the dominant culture, uh, in order for me to succeed, required that I changed somewhat in terms of cultural values, uh, how we hold ourselves in esteem with material things, um, uh, the color of my skin, um, my gender, my politics, um, even my height. Um, so as you see me here this evening, m my idea of success was based on a model that was not made by me. So therefore, when I was drinking, I was six foot tall, I was blonde, and I was blue eyed, and I could dunk a basketball. <laughs> and uh, since I couldn't do any of those things, obviously, academics was my way of bullying my way through classes and, and, and just different groups throughout my life. But at any rate, that's another story. So I, I try to be lovable. Um, another responsibility that I have is to become aware and take responsibility for my ongoing shortcomings. This is where perhaps I might, I might split myself off just a little bit from traditional AA. Uh, the step in my mind perhaps infers or, uh, suggests that if you take certain steps, recognition of shortcomings and defects, that once that's done, it all disappears. And I'm here to tell you for this alcoholic, uh, that is not the case. And the way I've gotten through that and um, become neutral with it is I am very aware that I am still capable of being uh, a narcissist, uh, dishonest, uh, infidel, uh, a uh, thief, um, uh, you name it, and I am capable of it. And what a wonderful freedom it is to be able to say, no, I choose not to do that today. Check me out tomorrow. I may change my mind. But um, you tell me within these rooms that if I continue saying yes to certain elements of my humanity, that I will go to dopamine yet again to 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 soothe and, and quench um, the pain and suffering that and guilt that comes along with that. Um, the uh, the other thing we before the meeting started, uh, Simon and I were talking about death, and uh, not to be melodramatic or uh, uh, dark and gloomy, not at all. Um, I during my college career. Uh, I was taught by the Jesuits, um, a uh, religious order, and uh, the movie uh, with Robin Williams was big in the day, uh, Carpe Diem. I can't remember the name of the movie, but um, we were schooled to uh, daily recognize our mortality. And at this stage of my life, that has become part of my uh, ritual. Uh, it's one I'm an alcoholic. Two, I need to go to the bathroom. Three, when I come back. Today, I may die. And what that does, it adds a beautiful, majestic urgency to the day. The colors are brighter. It seems like the days um, are what I was always chasing with dopamine or alcohol. 
Um, now, that said, there's more good news. Daily living sometimes sucks. It is, well, sometimes, can we start over? Can I get out of the other side of the bed? Uh, I wrecked my car. Uh, I got a bill collector uh, on me. Um, uh, how am I going to make rent? Uh my health isn't what it should be. Uh, I'm afraid. I'm old. Am I going to have enough money? Um, and uh, you may not be getting along with your neighbor, your employer, on and on and on the possibilities of making the day less than desirable. But I'm here to tell you that no matter how dark my days get, it by no means even gets close to the days of my drinking. I have to remember the nightmare, and the horror, because I had no choice. But now, those dark days, I still have an opportunity. Hey, Carmen, there's dopamine over here on this side of the table. There's Kevin I can call on this side of the table. There is a book over here I can read on this side of the table. There's the gym I can go to on this side of the table. Maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I'm lonely. Hey, Kevin, let's go out to the movies. And in the same process, I've got this I've got this horrific uh, need to escape. Help me. So escape with me. Listen to me. Give me advice and counsel. And there's so many other choices that we have at our disposal in sobriety, including alcohol or drugs, um, food or sex or money or power, prestige. <laughs> uh, I, I just love living in the, uh, my life now with all of these things going on. And... I give, and I, I, I am sincerely saying this from my heart, it now is a privilege to experience the pain and suffering that comes along with daily living, because it is not from my own hand. It is just living. That's all it is. Um, and that is such a privilege, such an honor. And and while I'm in that, that cauldron of despair and disarray, disruption, I have the hope and the knowledge and even the faith that the clouds will clear and the sun eventually will come out. But in the meantime, while I'm in the depths of that darkness, um, there's an easy fix. I think it's called easier, softer way. Um, or there is the, the, the majestic struggle um, of living your life responsibly. And I believe that in traditional AA is called trudging um, through life into our destiny. Um, back to the apologies. I think that's extremely important um, in my daily living, uh, but also, and it's difficult at times, but also I recognize people that may be disagreeable to me or disagree with me that, I have now given them permission to be wrong. I no longer have to be right. That's another gift of sobriety. Um, and finally, I've used the words, I find my redemption. I'm trying to take back all of these words that have been hijacked by, by religion and, and, and uh, other elements in our society that make us depend on a spiritual uh, plane. But I find my redemption in the service of others. And again, Wilson and, and, and those people were right on. Um, usually if I have the willingness, if I make a call 
go help someone that's having trouble, whether it's they need to be moved, um, whether they need some food. I mean, that's front and center right now these days. Uh, but usually getting out of myself makes me, if anything, forget uh, my troubles. And then usually after a bad day or two, it may even last a week, <laughs> um, the day that it passes is filled with joy and elation uh, beyond description. Um, the only, if I can, even though I'm, I'm powerless over it, the only regret that I might have is I came to this way of life rather late in the fall of my life, being in the winter of it now, but um, we will not regret the past. So that helps. Um, Decision-making, and I'm soon to close here. Um, I have had calls from friends within this halls um, with problems. And another gift that I've been given is the ability to list options that I have that I did not have when I was drinking. Um, the options that I had when I was drinking, we've all experienced. What did I do? I need to put that fire out. What am I going to do today? And kind of a, oh my God, the future is still more of this. But now, take a piece of paper, either for real or in my mind. What are the things that I can do to resolve this challenge? This kind of thinking was absolutely impossible for me when I was drinking. And we all know that. Our, um, our biggest challenge was wondering where um, the liquor stores were and what time were they open. <laughs> you know, on, on a lighter note, Simon, here in Kansas City, as of late, we've had some rather nasty weather. And um, uh, I remember discussing with you as to whether or not we were going to have a meeting because of the weather. And after we finished, I just sat and I started giggling because I remembered the day. I don't care if it snowed. Two feet. If I needed more beer, I don't care what kind of weather is out there. I'm going to go. But here we were. We were worried about a little bit of snow and a little bit of ice. But, you know, therein that might have been the responsible thing to do because I don't want to die in a wreck. So anyway, secular AA, what a wonderful thing for me. Um, I respect to this day traditional IA with all of my heart and all of my soul because it provided a, a foundation uh, for me. Um, uh, I, I need to give recognition to Sam Harris and um, Christopher Hitchens, um, that uh, just two of the many authors that I continue to read that helps me along the way of secular living because um, in our society, or at least with my background in, in religion, um, it's extremely lonely at times to stand uh, strong and uh, say that it's my responsibility to choose whether I drink or not, uh, to choose whether I pay my bills or not, to be a good person or a lover or uh, employee or whatever. These are my choices that are based on other choices that were made before the question even arises. So... It just keeps getting better. Um, and uh, I'll close with saying thank you from the bottom of my heart, Simon. Um, I am so enamored with you and your ability to put meeting like this together. You and uh, John and Kevin and others that uh, are the founding members of something that is really, really 
unique and important in in the confines of uh, addiction uh, treatment and recovery. So everyone out there, I would say take it a day at a time. And with that, all right. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going to start if that's if that's all right with everybody. Um, thank you, Carmen. That was I've always enjoyed hearing from you. Um, sorry, I was making sure my microphone was on. Um, a couple things that stood out to me. I, I don't know. I maybe not in the same ways, but I also feel at odds with my bio, not my my own biology, but I think humans are at odds with their biology. We're given we're given something, I guess, our cerebral cortex that allows us to contemplate abstract ideas and remember things in pro- probably ways other don't. But it's caused me tremendous trouble um, over the years, and. It doesn't seem to necessarily fit in with uh, the way my my uh, I, I feel like my, my body is tuned to work in this world, and I, I, I maybe that's the society that, that we've been placed in that all three of these things just don't really mesh up quite right. I don't know. Um, we're given a lot of opportunity to sit and think, and I, I just don't know if uh, if that's been more productive or i guess uh problematic for us over the years um i i i often envy i guess uh like animals that i may, maybe it's not this way but i feel like they they don't have these burdens of um worry and guilt and shame um everything just comes at them in the moment they're they're blessed with one day at a time just uh, on their own nature they don't have to work for it um and oh I, I can't remember something else um well i don't know i've drawn a blank now but if i if i do think of something else i'll grab the mic here again at the end um pass it on to kevin here and we'll go counterclockwise tonight thanks simon kevin alcoholic hi kevin Hi, thank you so much for coming out uh, tonight, Carmen, and sharing your story with us. I always enjoy speaker meetings um, pretty much always, and especially when they're about experience, strength, and hope. And that's exactly what you shared with us. Uh, you pointed out some of the scientific things with the dopamine and whatnot that I've always argued. And um, it's uh, it's always nice to hear people that you agree with. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm glad I came tonight, uh, even though the weather uh, is challenging this evening. And um, thank you again for, for driving the ways that I know that you drive uh, the distance and um, speaking to our little group. And um, always enjoy your shares and meetings. And uh, I knew it would be good, so I wanted to make sure and make it. So thank you very much. I'm Kana, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, thank you for coming and speaking. I, I'm really glad to hear your story, and everything you always say is is really insightful. And I think it, it's clear that you don't take any of of recovery or living, you know, without drinking for granted. And I appreciate that a lot. And another thing I appreciate is, is it, it, you make it clear that um, recovery is not a passive existence. And I think that that is, is, it's very meaningful to me and I appreciate that a lot. And so um, thank you again with that. I'll pass. 
Hello, I am Douglas, and I am an alcoholic. Do you remember the time that we were in a We Agnostics meeting, and I said, you just look so beautiful today? you remember that time? Ever since I've ever met you, I thought you were just beautiful, how you carried yourself, then when you talked, and your vocabulary, and, and that just, you, you fucking gave it. And it was just like, yeah, and she likes the word fuck a lot. I was like, I like that woman. She's just, I don't know, I just, there was one day I just... You look beautiful today, because you really did. You really were wearing something really cool. And I just, I was curious if you remembered that. And that also is what encouraged me to come out this evening. And I was worried because I know you have to travel far and from up north where it's typically worse uh, weather-wise. So I'm I'm happy that you were able to make it here safely. Um, and for anyone that is not in a seat in here tonight, tis tis to them, they are fools. They're, I don't think there is a better thing to do with this hour of their time. Um, you are very, very worth hearing, and I like hearing you in our other meetings. Uh, will you repeat what you said about um, apology, like what gives it worth or substance? Will you repeat that for me? What gives you substance is a change in behavior. What gives an apology substance is a change in behavior. I don't remember where I heard it, but sorries are like dandelions. They are pretty enough, but they lack substance. And I used to say this to my former partner, and I wish I wouldn't have said it because later on she wrote me a letter and she started to believe that she lacked substance. And I never meant that she had lacked substance. She just said, I'm sorry, all the time. And she would say it again and again and again. And how you described an apology, that's what I wanted. Is I wanted it, well, if you're so damn sorry, stop doing it. So how, how you described that, if I could have if, if I could have said that to her, uh, I think that would have came out kind of better. Um for her that she wouldn't mistake my words for or warp my words into a way to self-harm herself which she liked to self-harm herself so that's just some of that is out of my control um and also with this this person when we're when we're talking about the when our brains are being formed uh she's been diagnosed with mental disorders and so have i and there have been an abundance of mental disorders in my family history and her and I decided that we never wanted children based almost solely on the fact that we didn't want to give another human being our brains. We were scared shitless that we would make another creature that would be as bipolar, crazy, anxiety, fucked up as we were. Or me, like how daredevilish. So like, I, man, God, if, uh, if I had a kid that was like me, oh, do, oh, don't I deserve it? But oh, will I be very scared of it? I have, uh, I've stepped back on that decision though, because I was in the height of my addiction when I made that decision, and I have plenty and plenty, well, potentially plenty of time to choose uh, where I go from there on that. Um, my sisters and I are very close. And what you said about your morning ritual, um, first, I stay sober. Second, I will use the restroom. Third, I may die today. That does maybe sound morbid, but it's fucking real. It's real. 
Uh, I lost my niece two days after her first birthday, and I bring that up in these meetings sometimes, but it's because it impacted my life very strongly. And even before we lost her, my sisters and I have always hugged, always kissed, and always said I loved you before we left one another. We have never not. Uh, on the phone, I've gotten in such the habit of saying I love you that I've said I love you to telemarketers, and I'm like, oh, that was weird. But we truly believe that this might be the last time I see you. I love you so much, and I I believe that is uh, I believe that is a good ritual to have in the morning is to to commit to your sobriety, to relieve yourself as one must in the morning, and to and. To <laughs> And to and realize that yes, this might be your final final waking steps on this earth and to fucking do something with it. And that's that's what I look forward to in in my sobriety now is that I give back. Uh I've been given so much. And like you said, one time you described the uh the pleasure or the I don't remember how you worded it just now, but that you 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 kind you like that there's there is pain in in living, and that is a part of living. There was one day you described it as like an old TV set, and you had to reel in the dials to be able to get the picture clear that you were okay with feeling all the feelings we were capable of feeling. And whereas that's why I used, it's because I was trying to get away from anything. I was trying to get away from any feeling because it felt like it was just too much. Um, because I felt like everything was suffering and now I'm, I'm coming closer. I've been trying to be sober for almost two years and I'm back at it again and again and again. And hopefully I will keep coming back at it again and again and again. Um, but I, I like, I like your morning ritual. That's a good morning ritual. I'll pass. Um, I, I did remember what I was going to say, and it, and it was along the lines of the the reality that all of this is finite. I know that there there have been times in my life where things close to me have been taken away. It did cause me to drink, um, or drinking was part of my program at that point anyway. But uh, I. I've gone through difficult times since being sober, and the pain is in situation in, like that. It, it, it's a reminder that you cared so much, and that so many good times happen. It's it's a reminder that so I don't know. You you did a lot of living, I guess, and uh, not comparable to the. And that's it. That's another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the talk that Carmen gave and the comments from people after the meeting. I always enjoy those speaker meetings and I miss them a great deal. I hope someday in the not too distant future we can revive them. They were a lot of fun and there were some fantastic talks that were given there. So before I close, let me just thank you for supporting the site and podcast. It's been great to see the additional Patreon contributions come in. People are giving a dollar a month and five dollars a month, and that is really helping out. I'd still like to build that up. So if you have not yet uh, gone to Patreon to make a contribution, please think about going over there and just setting up a one dollar a month contribution. 
you can find us at patreon.com slash AA Beyond Belief. And we'll be back again real soon. Uh, we're doing two podcasts a week now. We're doing the Wednesday podcast, which will either be an interview with somebody uh, who wants to share their story or maybe as an author, it'll just be an interview between me and someone. And then on Friday, we're doing the live streams, Angela and I, and those are a lot of fun. We take uh, calls from listeners and uh, also respond to the comments in the chat room on YouTube and Facebook. So be sure to listen to those. Those are live every Friday night at seven o'clock PM central time. So until then you all take care, be well, we'll be back again real soon.